0: Good afternoon, my conscious co creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. We've got a wonderful guest in studio with us today, and we'll get to her in just a moment. But first, of course, we have our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. Let's see what fun stuff they have in store for us today. First, from the universe. One of the secrets to not worsening a condition or circumstance is to never, ever talk about it. Of course, exceptions can be made for doctors, counselors, and on rare occasions, ice cream store hostesses. Double chocolate, please. The universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. Uh, Having a little fun with us today. Actually, a rather apropos um, quote today for uh, our guest. But um, I think what the universe is trying to say to us is, you know, we all throughout life, there are times when we stub our toe, maybe, you know, have to have an operation. You know, we have something uh, a, a little difficult to deal with on the physical level or mental, emotional level, whatever it happens to be, whatever our challenge is at the time. And so the more we kind of focus on it, kind of almost it's like we're putting more energy behind it and it actually aggravates the condition or makes it worse. So let's just say you're feeling some back pain, right? If you focus so much on the back pain and, oh, my back bothers me and you tell every friend you talk to, my back is bothering me and your relatives and your mother, what's going to happen? Your back's going to bother you even more. So um, instead of like putting so much energy and focus on the things that are kind of bothering us or giving us a little bit of a challenge if we focus on something else. And what I like to say is if we focus on really what the solution is or focus what we're working on or focus on something a little bit different, you almost can forget about the pain. I mean, I've had it happen to me. Um, I haven't had a lot of pain lately, but in the past I've had it where um, uh, Like when I was having a lot of work done on my mouth and, and I had like some tooth pain. But if I was working on something and I was really concentrating on it and I like forget the fact that I had some tooth pain, it actually went away. And then as soon as I stopped and remembered, oh yeah, I, I, I had my tooth pulled this morning or I had a, a, a root canal done, as soon as I remember that fact, then all of a sudden, boom, the pain comes back. So it's really kind of funny and and I really think like our bodies are excellent excellent indicators of you know how much what we focus on expands where we what we focus on that's where we're putting our energy and that's where you know things will increase. So what the universe is telling us well you know yeah there are certain kinds of people who are helpers healers who need to talk about you know kind of what the condition is so that we can help to undo it and my My guest today is one of those people Um, But in general and sort of like just a day-to-day basis As opposed to focusing on what's wrong on focusing on what's a challenge on focusing to like what's bothering us Focus on what's right in the moment focus on you know what we can be doing to relieve it like um, you know, instead of talking about your pain, maybe you, you, you're talking with your friends about, oh, you know, I was looking for a solution for my pain. I found this great CBD oil or, or tincture or, you know, oh, I'm going to this wonderful energy healer. I can't wait to get there. You know, focus on the things that you're either doing or going to be doing to relieve that particular uh, uh, issue. And then that way, you're actually putting your energy and your focus on the solution And not on the condition or not on the challenge or not on what's bothering you right then and there. And somehow, I don't know, it's kind of like magic, right, Elaine? It kind of helps to undo things, Um, especially ice cream. Ice cream works for everything. No, just just (laughs) easy, just easy. Uh, okay, alright, a wonderful quote from the universe, let's see what Abraham has in store, but first, ooh, let me give a quick shout out to the people on the Facebook Live. Oh, Wenchi, little Al, Oh, so nice of you to join us today. William, loyal fan. Patrice, back again, Oh, Patrice, wonderful to see you on the Facebook Live. Remember, if you have any uh, uh, questions during the show, you can always just type it into the comment section of the Facebook Live uh, below the video, we'll, we'll get to them. Alright, let's see what Abraham has in store for us. There is no shortage and any attention to shortage of something always will wanted will always produce negative emotion within you because your guidance is letting you know that you have strayed from your broader basic understanding of abundance and well-being. Whether you're focused upon the shortage of money or seeing yourself as only as having only so many years to live. And so each day that is expended is one day closer to the end of your years. That feeling of decline is contrary to your broader understanding of the eternal nature of your being, Abraham. Mm, Really interesting quote from Abraham. And, And what Abraham is basically saying here is that the reason why When we talk about not having enough of anything, why that bothers us is that sort of um, your guidance system, your internal guidance system, letting you know that you're actually out of alignment with the truth, with the reality of nature, uh, because there is no shortage of anything, that there is actually an abundance of everything. Uh, sometimes I say an abundance of everything except for the human imagination. And, and uh, I use this example a lot, and I will continue to use it because it's such a pointed example. You know, let's just, uh, let's just, you know, when you think of shortage, right? You think of shortage of like natural resources, right? There is no shortage of natural resources, there's only a shortage of imagination because if you look at natural resources, like, let's just take an example of like, let's just say, like basic raw materials like gold and silver and copper and and iron and, and metal and those things that we find in the ground. We think like, you know, there's only a finite amount of this on the Earth. Well, yeah, on the Earth, maybe, but not in the universe. And they've done studies that if we were to be able to send, and, and there are people working on this, a robotic mission or a manned mission to one, just one asteroid out there that's maybe anywhere from two to five kilometers in diameter, that we would be able to mine out of that asteroid more nickel, metal, aluminum, gold, silver than has ever been mined in, in the entire history of the world. All right, so there is an abundance of resources out there. Um, It may not be where we're looking. It may not be where we're used to thinking. But again, that's a lack of imagination. But if we look at, and and again, and this comes to well-being, right? I know so many people, I'm sure, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about it with our guest today, Elaine. A lot of people who have had amazing physical challenges, health challenges, that when they've actually gone out and researched like how to be healthier and really focus on the abundance of ways there are to be healthy, that then they come across such a rich, vast way of dealing with any particular health challenge. There is no shortage of health. Uh, there is a shortage of maybe openness to how we achieve health in different ways, but there is no shortage of ways to get healthy. There is not only one way to treat any individual condition. You know, some people, when they hear the big C word, you know, cancer, they get really scared and it's like, oh my God, I got to do chemo. I got to do surgery. I got to do all this stuff. Hey, I've met people who've done none of that stuff, who had cancer and who healed themselves through very natural methods, you know, using different things uh, uh, that, that there are many different ways. Now. When it comes to natural methods, what works for one person may not work for another person, but that just means that other person has to find the ways that work for them. And sometimes it's a combination. Sometimes you do need chemo and you need some natural stuff to support you along the way. I am a believer in you keep all options open. You do not limit yourself. When we limit ourselves, then we're closing ourselves off to the abundance of possibilities and that's when we run into trouble. Whereas if we understand that this universe is infinite and there is an infinite amount of abundance around anything, that then we can find a solution to whatever problem, issue, condition, situation we're dealing with. You know, this is one of the things that Tony Robbins does really well when he works with somebody and the person says, oh, you know, I've tried to deal with this. I, I, there's no solution to this problem. And he goes, really? There's no solution? Go, no, there's no solution. He goes, well, how many solutions have you tried? And he goes, oh, well, I've tried all the solutions. Well, how many are there? Well, I tried this and this. So there's only two solutions. Oh, yeah. And there's a third one, this. He so it's only three solutions. Yeah, that's the only three solutions. And then Tony will come up with like a dozen more solutions that the person never even tried. Um, Because there are always more possibilities than we give credit for to the world around us and to life. The only solution, the only, only, only shortage there ever is, is in our own imagination and openness. And that if we can be open to something new and different, like what we're going to talk about today, Like that maybe is the one thing, the very thing that you're looking for to help you uh, with whatever you're dealing with at that time. All right. Well, actually, two two wonderful, beautiful quotes of the day from Mike Dooley in the universe and from Abraham that I think are rather apropos for our guests. So let me introduce to you uh, founder, CEO, and pain relief expert, Elaine Patron. Elaine has developed her method of stress and pain reduction from her own experiences with chronic pain, and we'll get into that. She is the author of the best selling books, The Miracle Ball Method. Oops, I got it right here. Miracle Ball Method. That's what it looks like. It's actually a nice, cute little small book. I like that. Um, the Miracle Ball Method for Pregnancy and The Miracle Ball and The Portable Miracle Ball Method. Her first book, Miracle Ball Method, has been translated into several languages and has sold nearly 2 million copies? Globally. Wow. Ms. Patron has consulted Fortune 500 companies in stress and pain management, as well as appeared on nationally syndicated television shows like Fox News, Lifetime, NBC, and ABC News. She's also written for and been featured in a variety of magazines, including American Spa, L. Fitness, Glamour, Harper's Bazaar, Red Book, Self, Town & Country, Vogue, and Woman's Day. Geez, there anything you haven't been in? <laughs> Very busy. Uh, she has taught this method for over 30 years. Her method is part of a research program at Mount Vernon Hospital in New York for low back pain and upper body pain. She has given in-services to doctors and physical therapists at Mount Vernon Hospital and at the Sarna Health and Fitness Institute in Stamford, Connecticut Hospital, Tully Health center, and it's my pleasure to welcome her to the Conscious Consultant Hour. Welcome, Elaine.
1: Hello, Sam. Thank you. I'm ah. happy to be here.
0: Ah, beautiful. I love you. You listen to my instructions about talking directly in the mic. <laughs> perfect. Okay, so it's actually time for us to take our first break. So now that we've gotten the introduction out of the way, when we come back from break, I want to ask about sort of your own journey around pain and sort of what uh, got you to develop these very interesting, cute little balls that we have here in the box. We'll maybe take them out later. Um, And and we'll let our audience know about that. Great, I'm excited. Awesome, awesome. Ooh, look, and we got even more people up on the Facebook Live now. Jonathan, Elisa, Jane. Uh, Jason, thank you all for joining us Please, please stay with us This is the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity And we'll be right back after these messages
1: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network 24 hours
0: a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We're talking today with Elaine Patron, um, author of The Miracle Ball Method. And we'll talk all about what is a miracle ball and why is it a method. Um, but first, um, as with most people, uh, necessity is the mother of invention, right? <laughs> yeah. So you, you have a little bit of your own experience mm. with pain, which is mm-hmm. kind of what started you on this journey. So how did you... First, how did you get like interested in sort of health and wellness? And then what's sort of your journey around healing from pain?
1: Ah, well, um, a lot of what you've said earlier in the show is pretty apropos to how I started. I was pretty (laughs) stuck Ah. and um, I had really no interest in health and wellness. And years later, when I was writing the first book, I remember the publisher said to me, "Oh, do you have any uh, pictures of yourself when you were walking around with a limp?" And I thought, "No, not. <laughs> why would I have pictures when that's not what I was planning on doing? I was, uh, I was hoping that my my plan was to be a dancer. I moved to New York City, oh. and that was my plan. Okay. And then I slowly and gradually started to um, weaken on my right side until the right leg was just." Starting to Ooh. become a limp and uh, atrophying a bit, so uh, it's fun hiding a limp when you're 19, and you know you kind of yeah. use a oh God. use an umbrella when you go out on dates and just kind of go, "What the heck is happening?" Um, wow. So it was it was a pretty interesting uh, journey. Don't recommend it, but right, right, yeah,
0: yeah I always. You know, I look at dancers these days and they just are amazing, but I just feel like that's one thing that is so hard on the body because it's such a demanding uh, performance, right?
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting. I mean, I think bodies are really meant to, just like humans can adapt to amazing pressures and challenges and all kinds of things in life. Um, I think the problem is is when we get stuck and we don't mm. recover from what we do to ourselves right, right, And and that's part of you know when people become great athletes sometimes all you can see ahead of you is just how to get better and better and better and sometimes you need to really compromise in your life a bit and learn from your body that's what I discovered is that my body was trying to unwork and undo a lot of the stuff that was causing my chronic pain mm. but I was just I was just listening to everything everybody told me to do in a very superficial way uh. and thought, "Oh, okay, once I take this pill, once I do this exercise, my pain's going to be gone," and it just kept getting worse. Wow. It's wow. like you said, it's the body is really more art than science. Science, yes, and, and
0: very individualistic. It's
1: Especially pain, because there's yeah. such an emotional component to it.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. My, my brother actually is a psychologist down in mm. Virginia Beach, and he and his specialty is pain. Mm. Um, he, he used to run a pain clinic. Now he's just in private practice. But I mean, he. Like has learned many, many different techniques over the years, from biofeedback, mm. hypnosis. Now he's really into somatic experiencing. Mm. So he he really it's in, and like he'll do some things with some people and other things with other people because some people won't respond to hypnosis and other people the, the neural feedback bio the biofeedback will work and others it won't. So you know just because right one thing works for some people it doesn't work for others. So, so what was the diagnosis? Why did they say you were having this pain to begin with?
1: Well, that was the interesting thing is they couldn't figure a lot of it out. Ah, so with a, and as okay. I learned over the years, that's not that uncommon. Yeah. I mean, there are people that will have operations for pain and afterwards still have the pain. Right, so we can get right. diagnosed for all kinds of things. Um, but it's a very difficult thing to put a finger on. Um, I did have a fall.
0: Oh, but okay.
1: whereas some people might have recovered from an injury, right. I didn't. Mine became right. chronic. Wow. But at the same time, my sister had terminal cancer and was um, dying at the time. Did that have an impact on it?
0: <laughs> Did the fact that I was <laughs> I a bit of a control so. freak
1: and my uh, own type A personality uh, also have an impact on whether or not I was willing are able to recover. Mm. So there's, I think the problem when it comes to pain just to become as simple as possible and what I'm hoping the, the message when I speak today is what's so hard with the body is if you have a clump mentality where you just say, I have pain mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then I want to get rid of the pain.
0: Ah. But
1: there are dynamics, just like with anxiety, and just like with a lot of feelings of stress and overwhelm, where you have to break it down. We have our thoughts, we have also our behaviors, and we have our physiology. So all of these things go into whether or not your pain level, like you said earlier, is gonna go up, or whether you're gonna talk to yourself and it's gonna go down. So there's the thinking, then there's the physiology, and then there's, what do you do about it? When right. you're in pain, right. do you go to bed? I mean, that's what I wanted to do because right. I just couldn't right. handle mm-hmm. going out because I thought, no, no, no I've gotta just stay where I am. So right. there's you've gotta break it down and talk to each one of those components.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And then, uh, so so that happened when you were relatively young. Yeah. How long of a journey was it until you discovered this method that helped you with your, your own pain?
1: Well, you know, it was funny. I, I went through about a year where it just was continuously getting worse. Okay. And then, again, not being into any kind of um, spiritual journey at the mm-hmm. time, not open to any kind of consciousness raising. Mm-hmm. All I wanted to do was be a dancer. That right, was it. Right. Well, as the universe would have it, <laughs> um, when I was finally just depressed and in bed, one of my friends, I was um, living in a loft space down in um, Chelsea, Uh, was yelling up to the loft and said, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he mentioned, you know, hey, have you tried this person? Have you tried that person? He started to pull me Mm. out. And there were people working with balls. There were people doing different kinds of body work at that time. And so some things would work. And it wasn't until I found this German teacher and sort Mm -hmm. of traced back sort of the essence of what I feel where somatic work really started, okay. that I started to notice how to put it all together. Okay. And I noticed more permanent change in my body. Before uh, that, it was kind of hit or miss because somebody would say, well, lie on this ball. Or somebody would say, you know, do this exercise. And I would notice changes. Mm. But then eventually I've realized I had to flip over into you know, and my father was um, an immigrant from Greece and he Mm. used to call it Greek time because (laughs) every time somebody would have a meeting, it would be Greek time, meaning the Greeks were never on time. Time, He said, that's why Greece (laughs) never grew, he said, because everybody in Greece (laughs) is an individual. Uh. So I call it body time, where Mm. I had to flip into listening to what my body was doing Mm. when it actually felt better. And that's uh, where I started learning that you have to learn how. Humans have to learn how to listen to the body.
0: Hmm.
1: Whenever I say that, people go, oh, I'm aware. I'm aware. We're usually aware intellectually. Uh,
0: uh, we're very disconnected. Most, we're most, so disconnected. Most of us think our body stops at our neck and is really just from the neck up.
1: And yet, <laughs> we're for some reason, the ego, it's so insulting to yeah. people to think they're not aware. I mean if you think of musicians, think of your body as an instrument. Yeah. If you ever said to, an in, to a great pianist, well, you know, that's it. You've got it now. Th- they, would, they would say, what are you kidding? I, right. I, I'm never going to stop practicing. I'm right. never going to stop learning. Right. And yet with our bodies, I think because they're so scary, especially if you've had any kind of pain or illness, and I get that, yeah. that we're almost afraid of feeling them.
0: Yes Because what will yeah. happen
1: If yeah. I open Pandora's box I don't want to feel right. that I just right. want to fix it
0: Right Yeah it, it, It's so funny Because it reminds me Of a Of a, a Ceremony And I do some Shamanic work over, I've been doing Over the last Four or five years And I remember and, and in our shamanic work We look at things Heart, mind, body And spirit And so one particular Ceremony I was like I really want to focus On my body This ceremony And I remember You know We go around Do intentions first And I remember like afterwards people came up to go, wow, you're really brave, focus on the body. And I was like, really? And it was a beautiful ceremony. I had a wonderful time, it was a great exploration because I didn't have a lot of that like physical trauma locked in my body. So for me, it wasn't scary at all but it was interesting because because all those people came up and said something to me. So it gave me a little like, oh, should I be worried about doing, you know, working on my body this time? So it, it's interesting how, again, everybody's body is individual and different. And, and yeah, like sometimes we put onto it things that may or may not actually be true. So... so once you you sort of started this journey and 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 started you know listening to your body and relieving pain, what did you learn about pain, and what did you learn about your own sort of pain and dealing with it?
1: Well, I, I again taking it out of the sense of the pain being a clump. I have mm-hmm. pain,
0: um, right.
1: and it was funny again learning from a lot of different people. I remember when I was dancing, dance teachers saying things like. Um, you know, feel the weight, like movement is simply shifting weight in space with gravity. Mm. They they would always say, feel the weight, feel the weight. And Mm -hmm. I'd be like, I don't feel anything. That was a big key to me and still is Mm. to this day. How much, like you said, people don't feel from their neck down, how desensitized we are based on this world that we live in so many times and our experiences, we don't feel So what the method really is designed to do is simply increase feeling of the body, just like Ah, learning any instrument.
0: Okay. If you're a
1: musician, you learn by sound. If you're a cook, you learn by taste, right? So if you're a painter, your vision has to be amazing, right? You're probably seeing things that I don't see. And like you said, somatic, through the somatic, through the body, Hmm. we work through feel. Right. And that's right. what the method is designed to do. Once you feel it, right. then your body can begin to fix it. And that's right. what you have to allow to happen uh, rather than wanting that like you said when you were uh, allowing your body to move. That was something right. that to most people is just what You know, that's too weird. You know, we have to like control this. No, your body's not going to do stupid things.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. And I know like in our our wellness center here, my wife is a psychotherapist and she sees a lot of clients and she says lots of times they they, like disassociate. They're totally out of their body Mm -hmm. and she has to work with them to really get them in their body and feeling their body and she'll be like... Do you feel your feet on the ground? Mm-hmm. Um, no. Well, okay, let's push a wall or something. You know, Let's do something very physical mm-hmm. to get them back in their body uh, because it, for some people who've experienced trauma, like being here, yep. present, yep. is a very scary place to yep. be, isn't it?
1: Yep. Exactly, and that, that was the thing. I was diagnosed during this journey with PTSD, and ah. that was part of realizing that the desensitization was a way of dealing with my pain. So mm. I not only had the physical, but I had the emotional. And right, you know, right. for me the emotional was very difficult. So like you're yes, saying with yes. your wife, with psychotherapy, um, to be able to feel the body was a way for me to feel the emotion. Yes. So that's, it's a beautiful kind of, but it. Is, I mean, I have to admit it is scary. Um, yes, and it yes. was scary for me as well, but there's, you know, just we go at it easy, yeah. you know, easy yeah. going and, yeah. and the body will help you. It will yeah. not hurt you. It'll help yeah. you as you go in this direction. Right.
0: And and there's a trev- treasure trove of information there. Mm. Absolutely. Okay. True. Which is great. So we're going to take our, our next break. Mm-hmm. So when we come back, I actually want to touch upon sort of what came up for you emotionally as you mm-hmm. were healing physically. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get into, you know, where did the ball come from in the Miracle Ball method. (laughs) Okay. So everybody, please stay tuned. Oops, I see William actually gave us a comment. Exactly. We are we are all different and need a different focus on what to do. Yes. So William reinforcing that idea that we're Mm. all individuals. Okay. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. And we do this every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern to one PM, right here on talkradio.nyc and on Facebook Live. And we'll be right back with Elaine Patron right after these messages.
1: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
0: Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative
1: Radio, 24
0: hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. My lovely, lovely guest in studio today, as you can see, if you're watching the Facebook Live, is Lane Patron. Thank you. Thank you. So much for coming in. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. It. You know, I always like try and get people when I can to come in studio because I always find it just makes for a, a nicer energy Absolutely. for the interview. I mean, phone interviews are okay, um, but when you get somebody like right there in mm. your field, you mm. really feel it much more. So you mentioned like how... At the time when this pain developed for you, there were some difficulties. Your sister uh, had cancer and, and passed from that. Um, you know, so you had a lot you were dealing with emotionally. As you started working on your pain and releasing the pain, did that emotion come up for you? What, what kind of happened oh, yeah. on the emotional side as you were doing <laughs> the pain work?
1: I'm sorry to laugh. I guess it's really not funny. <laughs> but it was somewhat funny. I th- I think for the first year I cried and for the second year I laughed, which uh. some of my teachers probably looked at me like, "Okay, she's losing her mind." But um <laughs> I was, you know, I was somebody that just didn't let, you know, look, when people in your family are suffering, sure. you sometimes don't feel that you can You know, that you should, um, you don't have anything to complain about. And so I just didn't. And I just marched along my little merry way until I had this injury, which is sometimes why I really believe that injuries, and I've worked with many, many people over the years, are blessings in disguise Mm. because they can lead you to these amazing discoveries, as you said earlier, about being open-minded and letting your imagination which could be amazing but you separate your imagination from your physical body yes and yet it's like people say relax or let go and those are intellectual thoughts you have to Mm. connect that to the physical body yeah yeah, yeah. and and that's what started to happen with me as I started to realize that As I started to lay on the balls and started to listen to some different information, Mm. like one of the things that really was the key point was um, this school of thought from Germany going back to the early 1900s. Mm. And I thought, okay, so I... Followed all these different teachers back to this one 90-year-old woman who was Uh, living on the Upper West Side and had like two people in the class besides me who were both the same age as her. (laughs) And there I was, and I just kind of went down all these rabbit trails because I really couldn't figure out how to keep from going back into the pain. Mm. And then she started to do these different things of kind of just noticing your body, kind of like when you talk about biofeedback, like right. being able to, What? and I realized I had very little, I didn't notice anything.
0: Uh, and
1: I started to discover that I was holding my breath a lot, I didn't know uh, that, that uh, my musculature was so tight, I was uh, so rigid, and as I released that, right, through some different tools of just, as you notice, your body can understand then how to stop holding. That's when I had to go into therapy. <laughs> ah. <laughs> That's when all of a sudden I started to realize that it the dam broke. Ah. And I realized, oh, maybe there is some underlying. And it's not the same for everybody. Right. It was my circuit. Right. Some people, a cigar is just a cigar. Right. They have back pain. They'll come mm-hmm. take a class and. It's gone, and six mm. years later, they're still feeling mm-hmm. great.
0: Okay, so so how did you come to this idea of this method that uses these little balls here? You know, how did how did the the miracle ball method get developed?
1: Putting a bunch of things together, especially mm-hmm. the the feeling of letting the weight of your body give in. Ah. So by having the balls, I started with one ball under my knee,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and just kind of laid there and. All of a sudden, I noticed my pain subsided for just a moment, Uh, just a moment. And I thought, whoa, 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 wait a minute. If your pain could subside for a moment, then what did you do in that moment? And I realized what the ball did is it provided support, Hmm. not rubbing, massaging, because again, that's all us trying to fix something. I had given up totally. I had stopped trying and I guess the universe jumped in and said, whoa, okay, you know, do nothing and my mm. knee started to get heavier, and I realized, oh, it's an actual weight there. Mm. And through the weight of my own limb, I started to feel. Mm. So it became that feedback that you're talking about. I see. And then putting it together with this teacher with breath.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: again, most people don't realize that disconnect again of how right. much we hold our breath. Right. So we try to deep breathe, and that's like putting more water in a glass. Yeah. That's already full. Yeah. yeah. So again, these sort of understandings of freeing the instrument so it can lead you.
0: Right. I see. I see. So 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 basically if I'm understanding you, this method is about sort of using these balls, using gravity, yep. And and then breath work all together yep. to just allow it to naturally sort of release as opposed to forcing something.
1: Yeah, and what happens is um, it releases, but more importantly, I always say the only problem with release, as far as most the people way people think of that, it's like think of holding on to a kite. And Mm. then you let it go. You release Uh, it. And that's why humans, we can't get rid of this body. We Mm -hmm. don't want to have no tension. Having no tension is impossible and it's also dangerous. Tension is what helps us to function. Yeah. What we want is we want to actually, when we feel the weight, we want to be able to feel the body. And then the cool thing is the system within our own bodies, neurologically, self-aligns us. So you oh. are your own alignment person. Oh. So I talk people through, you loosen up the knot, mm-hmm. but what do you do with your sneakers after you take the knot out? You oh. want to retie it up, but you want to oh. do it differently. So it's like, don't just do it, do it differently. And then your body will. So then you start becoming that imaginary that you're your own choreographer. Mm. You start Mm. moving with that choreography. You're free now. Mm. So you don't just release. You want to take that beautiful release and redraw the picture, recreate it. Because that's what you're meant to do. You're meant mm-hmm. to move. You're right. not meant to be right. afraid to move. Right. That's right. the past.
0: Right. Okay. So so let's just talk about something specific. Um, like let's just say lower back pain, right? Because mm-hmm. that's really common these right. days, isn't it? Because we sit right. a lot. Mm-hmm. So how does this little squishy ball help us with lower back pain?
1: Well, there, I mean... For a lot of people, I would say use two. Dang. One, sometimes um, people are so sensitive. So you have the option of okay. one or two. And um, I explain a lot of that. The point is that the ball is under the pelvis. And mm-hmm. what people don't realize is we put the ball under the pelvis as opposed to the area that usually hurts is actually uh. a little higher It's more of the lumbar. Uh uh And so when you support the pelvis, which Mm -hmm. is foundationally Mm -hmm. the support for your entire body, Mm -hmm. and then we bring the legs up, Mm -hmm. that leg joint starts to passively lengthen the lumbar spine. Uh. And so gravity starts to, again, kick in a lot of feeling. And Mm -hmm. that feeling goes into your brain, and you can either resist it or you could accommodate it. Mm. And so you're in this kind of thing with your body, which is very cool because you can tell when you restrict Uh and then you can sort of feel, hey, look, your body can only talk to you through pleasure and pain.
0: Right. (laughs) So, you
1: know, when you start feeling good, people go, well, how do I know if I'm doing it right? If it feels, feels good, good. <laughs> you're doing you're it. You're doing right. it right, you know. <laughs> so, so, uh,
0: okay. So that's like fellow back pain, which is which is um, actually confirmation because I remember somebody else, and I can't remember who. Um, uh, there was somebody else who was on another show on the network who, who um, would talk, who was also like a pain person who would talk about how like ninety percent of back pain is actually from the glutes. So it's true. actually it's a good from point. your seat yeah. mm-hmm. and that when you work on the glutes, the back pain disappears mm-hmm. because a lot of pain in the body is actually referential. Mm-hmm. So we're feeling it in one place, but actually it's a different place that's actually causing the issue.
1: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a good point because our body's like a giant tapestry. Right. And so we just um, think of it like turning a light switch on. The light might be 50 feet away, mm. but that electricity is our body. And right. so that connection right. is, you know, get rid of that whole paradigm. Of just moving one part at a time, even when you go in an exercise class, yeah. you know, just they maybe say move your arm, but feel what your feet are doing, right. feel what your breath right. is doing, just right. feel the whole thing.
0: Yeah, breath is so important, absolutely, mm. absolutely. A lot of a lot of information there with seeing what happens with your breath.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Um, Okay, so, so I mean, okay, we talked a little about vacuum I mean, you mentioned how you use this under your knee. I mean, these balls you use like anywhere, everywhere?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's some strategic locations. There's not really right or wrong. The main thing of, of what This method is about is really to use the ball to feel your weight, your body Ah. weight on, because most of us, based on stress levels and pain, restrict the weight Mm. of our body from Mm. gravity. We don't let gravity affect us. Ah. A lot of information out there that makes us think if we hold it this way and hold it that way. So the ball is there to support you. Mm. One of my favorites is under the elbow sort of like a, you know, it's almost like you're you're lying on the floor and you Uh make a right angle with your arm. Uh And so you just place the ball under the crook of your elbow Uh and it passively rotates your shoulder joint so that your shoulder then starts to get, you know, lifting up that chest a little bit.
0: Oh, I imagine that's really good for Uh, the rotator cuff, too. So great. Which is something that's like very hard to get at.
1: So it's literally my lifesaver because it's one of the few like i said with the low back Uh sometimes with the balls under the low back you have to you know two is usually always fine Uh but you want to make sure like you said it's more glutes but Mm -hmm. with if you really hurt your back sometimes you just have to like, give it some time to mm, heal, then mm. you can get on the balls. But with your elbow on the ball, um, oh, man. And that can help your low back, like you said, because right, your shoulder right, opens up, connected, yeah. opens up your posture from sitting forward at the computer all day, right. gets your breathing going, lengthens your neck. It's just heaven.
0: Wow! Wow! Elbow
1: yeah. on the ball, that is really elbow like a ball. number one, yeah.
0: Wow, wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. Um, believe it or not, it's time for us to take our last commercial okay. break of the show. Wow. See, time I, yeah, flies. I know when I you talk a calling. lot. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all <laughs> yeah, good stuff. It's yeah. fascinating. I mean, it goes by in the blink of an eye. All right. So when we come back, um, I just want to know where did you get the name from?
1: <gasps> oh, okay. Right. Yeah. You
0: gotta wait, save it. <gasps> to be continued. To so, be continued. Right? So everyone, please stay tuned. If you want to find out how these became known as the Miracle Ball Method, you have to stay tuned because we will be right back after these messages.
1: talkingalternative.com
0: back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern right here on talkradio.nyc and Facebook Live. In this hour we've been speaking with Elaine Patron, author of the book The Miracle Ball Method. Alright, so we've been talking about breathing, pain, b- balls but where did the name Miracle Ball Method come from?
1: Ah, uh, Well, that was interesting uh, because I tried so many different names over the years. Ah. I tried um, the German teacher, she used to describe it. I, I never met her. She was mm. before my time, you know, before World War Two. But uh-huh. I, you know, in my exploring the history of somatic work, um, she called it the unfolding of the self. And I can't even pronounce uh. the German word. So I tried. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, sorry, but... Um, I used to try that. I tried all kinds mm-hmm. of ball names, but then, of course, there started to become so many balls out there yeah. that I was like, you know, okay, that's not going to work anymore. Yeah, I mean, you
0: go to any gym now, you see all these different balls. I mean, exactly. most of them you're sitting on and stuff. And you're
1: exercising on them or right. you're massaging on them. But I right. knew that I wanted people to do this particular method. And when I started writing the first book, I, you know, I called it something very basic like On the Ball when I um, sent it in. And they came to me after they had all their marketing meetings and they Mm -hmm. said, would you mind if we called it the miracle ball method? And I thought the funny thing is, is that my so many people over the years would contact me or at the end of a class and say it is so simple. It's like a miracle. And I think the miracle is in our body
0: Mm, that it's
1: that simple that it is. So beyond our understanding how the body works, we really have to allow it. And that was that. Right. And that, right. look, I, I always say to my students, I'm the worst at doing it. (laughs) I'm just the best at following the directions. Ah. But I am, you know, I don't go there without kicking and screaming (laughs) a lot of times because I still feel like I want to do it myself rather than letting the body do it. So I thought about it and I thought, "Uh," but you know what? The publisher was right. I would have people say to me, you know, I saw the name and then I thought, eh, what is it? And then they would pick it up because of Mm. the price point and something read it to them. Mm. And at the end of the day, a lot of people have gotten help. So, you know, the miracle is in your body.
0: Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, I mean, how long has this sort of been around? I mean, this I just learned about it recently from you. But how long have you been really working with these balls and doing this method?
1: Well, I mean, I've been doing it since my early twenties. The oh. book came out. The first book was in two thousand and four, oh, and I've okay, worked like in years. yeah. And I, you know, I developed a training program for, right, um, right. you know, the method. So I was, that that was a big, and still is a big mission of mine. Um, you can go to the website and find out about the trainings Um, because teaching other people how to teach, you know, again, that's important. So we can have people get more and more experience doing the work. And, and I I feel what's so important about this method and the body is that it enables other things to be helpful. Like you were saying with your wife, with psychotherapy or Mm -hmm. chiropractors love it because their adjustments stay longer. Or if you oh. go to a massage therapist, they go, wow, you know, all the people that do your work they they are so much easier to work with. So it's good for people to kind of realize, like you said, there's not always one way. Yeah. You know, you have yeah, to integrate yeah. sometimes a bunch of things.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I mean, besides for people with pain, is this helpful for people just in general?
1: Well, you know, I mean, unless you have no stress, like if you're, you know, one <laughs> of those five people out there on the planet. A Buddhist that, monk like yeah, our friend Georgia. Yeah, uh, there you go. I long. mean, and those people are out there, but um, I think they're few and far between and yeah. I don't do it for pain anymore as much as I do it for stress ah. because, you know, it just sometimes I can't get an idea. And I know I need to focus on something, but I'm overwhelmed with this, that, or the other. And I'll just lay on the floor and I'll allow my body to go through this process. And, you know, the idea comes and I'm like, okay, there it is. I just needed to stop and let my body switch.
0: And so when you lay on the floor, like, where do you use the balls when you're just doing it for stress? Are you doing it on the back, on the glutes, on the arms? You on know, the legs? and
1: that's the beauty again of that electricity. I always say, put the ball where you are able to rest your body weight on it. Cause that mm. sends a signal to the brain to uh. stop working. So it stops whatever rabbit trail that you're just going down habitually. Maybe there's some loop in your head of like Mm -hmm. what you feel you need to do. Tightening up, you know, some muscle that you're just clenching because of a project you're working on. As soon as your brain gets the message of support when you're Mm. resting on the ball, it could be under any part of the body that feels good to you. So Mm. it's that feel good response like Herbert Benson with the relaxation response you get that feeling and then the body switches gears Uh, so you allow that then your breathing will all automatically start uh, working
0: uh. you know I didn't ask you I meant to ask you uh, there are two balls in the little box you know you get this this box with the book and everything so it has why uh, two balls and you've been talking about using the two balls a lot what why oops two not one
1: because again some people um it's Easier under the glutes to do both Uh, at one time. And also we go under the rib cage, Uh, under the shoulders. So one under each side is sometimes um, really comforting. Again, especially... Um, opening up the diaphragmatic muscle, you know, just going right. under the ribs, but you know that's a tight area, so go there gradually.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go Wonderful. there slowly. And, and can you use this to help? Like one of my big issues is posture because I'm just I'm usually on a computer all day yeah. long, and my posture is awful. Does this yeah. help with posture?
1: Well, yeah, especially that elbow on the ball, and also one of the biggest things with posture is. Um, as soon as our head is forward at all, and we all know with sitting at computers, there you go, yeah. is the uh, rib cage drops slightly. And presses on the diaphragmatic muscle. Right. So again, a lot of times, you know, it's we, you know, we think of breathing as the salad of our meal rather than it's mm. the whole main course. Yeah,
0: yeah, and absolutely. So it's the entree.
1: <laughs> it's the whole thing. So if you start to um, allow yourself to feel that um, movement in that part of your body as you lay on the ball wherever, um, then when you start to come upright, you'll realize when those ribs you know, drop on your diaphragmatic muscle, you'll feel it and you'll lift them up. What A a really easy trick that works Mm -hmm. is just if you can. Now, some of us can't reach our hands all the way up over our head, Mm -hmm. but just that movement will start to lift your ribs up. Um, And so... A couple of times a day I do it while I'm walking you know stretching right. my arms up into the air right. practicing lifting the ribs even if you can only go to shoulder level right. that will lift your ribs up right. and uh, yeah so don't think lifting shoulders think when you're reaching you're really lifting ah, right Excellent. All the
0: way down on the right bottom. so oh. again a
1: lot of us think of lifting shoulders and collapsing ribs but ah, your body is a series of links And you want to get that domino theory to get that lift, especially after the computer. I know. Yeah. Love computers. (laughs) But, you know, I don't know. Right. Right. Um,
0: um, So uh, uh, just uh, we we only have a couple of minutes left. Um, If people want to, you know, learn about it, you know, Mm -hmm. get the ball. uh, Where can they learn more about this?
1: Well, you could go to my website, MiracleBallMethod.com. You can um, learn more, obviously, from the books. We have videos. You can read. There's information on the website. I've started blogging. Join us on Facebook. So, again, that interaction.
0: Yeah. Okay, wonderful. Um, And and you talk a lot... um, I just want to uh, mention before we go away. So in the method itself, you talk a lot about breathing, not just Mm -hmm. about moving the body and using the balls. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've talked about it. We've mentioned it a lot during the show. Why is breathing so important?
1: Well, actually, I think breathing is actually more important than um, anything else because we just don't realize how our muscles are actually um, tight because we're holding our breath and Uh. we we think taking a couple of you know deep breaths during the day is going to fix that but it's kind of like we're all wearing a tight ace bandage around our bodies Mm. and we don't allow you have to open that window and you have to let the breath in. And then you'll be surprised. Movement is actually very freeing. Right.
0: But if, like
1: you said, if we're sitting on that diaphragmatic muscle all day long and we don't realize just a simple thing, like lifting the ribs, the lower ribs Mm -hmm. up, Mm -hmm. you know, think of the, um, a surfer on a wave, you're riding the diaphragmatic muscle with your rib cage. So you Mm. wanna feel that sense of support from that diaphragmatic muscle. And that's what we train with making the S sound. We make some Mm. specific sounds Ah, to get that muscle. That muscle gets weak like any other muscle in your body.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, and it's amazing. Like I remember when I started doing breath work, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, like how shallow like I couldn't even breathe that right? deep, yeah. but then once I started doing some breathing exercises and stuff that I found, like it didn't I had to do it for a bit, but eventually, I was able to breathe pretty deeply, yeah. and now, like usually my breaths were like whenever and I went doing like some group work or something like I actually. Breathe in longer and breathe mm. out longer than mm-hmm. most people when yeah. they're doing something. So I always am at a safe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, a Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much You're for coming so on the show. You're so welcome. Thank today. you. Again, the Miracle Ball Method. Uh, by Elaine Patron. One more time, the website is?
1: MiracleBallMethod.com. Hey, nice. Keep it nice and simple. <laughs> yeah, there All you go. All right. Well,
0: thank you, Elaine. Thank I really you. appreciate you coming in studio thank today. Thank you, Sam. And we'll, we'll share it out. I'll have links on the podcast site with the summary and everything. Thank you. And uh, uh, thank you for coming in. And thank you, my loyal listeners, for tuning in and being with us. Um, uh, William talks about oh, teaching breathing and martial arts. Yes, uh, very, very important. So. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity with my guest, Elaine Petrone, and we will talk to you next week.